I think we owe our listeners the truth. Um, Evan was actively rooting against the Lions during this football game. <laughs> <laughs> Evan wants Bryce Young? Um, oh, hand up. Cheers to episode 88. Cheers. 88. I got Evan's favorite in this thing. Crown Royal Whiskey Lemonade. Yes. Long week, Grant. I, like, I should have like seven of those right now. I'm so ready just to get... What? Just to get like Western Michigan just all over again. At the wedding. <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, anywhere. I could do it right now and I'd be happy with my life. Did you guys say water? Oh, yeah, I have water, yeah. I'm a loser. It's all right. No, you're I'm a winner. You're <laughs> Zoom. If you... I'm here. Um... Evan had technical difficulties, but he's here. We, oh, we I'm almost just the saw... biggest piece. Of <laughs> I am. I, I'm bringing this podcast down. No. Our contingency it's been a rough plan week for Evan. Our contingency plan was if Evan, if it like drug out into let's say 9:30, we were just gonna text probably the degenerates group and be like, last minute, is who wants to be the third seat? First one to reply, <laughs> reply gets it. Um, but we're here. We have a great show. You're listening to. The number one sports podcast in Michigan. Still number it's one. Still number one. Wednesday, September 14th, 9.07 p.m. And Matt Patricia's offense scored seven points this past weekend. I did not expect the show to start like that. He ate but more pounds of food than he did scoring points. Easily. Poncho Man is back. Poncho Man is back. What we have tonight, we have weekly check-ins. We have... A decent amount of listener questions, which we'll sprinkle into the topics because they relate to a lot of the topics. So we have MSU's victory, Michigan's victory, the Lions' loss, and then we have previews for all three of those teams coming up here this weekend. And that will be the show. So we start with Alex. You're at, no, I will go first because you guys have the tailgate. I will go first. We'll let Evan catch his breath his thoughts, his feelings as he scrambled to get on here. Uh, It's become a running joke that my recaps aren't fun. And Mm. it's not really a joke. I guess it is reality because they're not super fun. But it's because I don't really feel comfortable sharing a bunch of stuff from work. I did have a cool weekend. It was awesome. I'm a little sleep deprived. So if I say some reckless takes, that's why. Um, I just haven't. It's my own fault. I just struggle to wind down sometimes and I stay up too late. I think everyone can relate to that at times. Facts no cap, dude. Cool. Uh, the weather, this is the reason I prefaced it with boring is because one of my bullet points was about the weather. The weather turned yeah, more fall is... out here and I enjoyed a nice crisp day. It was like 60 degrees on Saturday. I had the door open, uh, like the sliding door on the porch open all day. So that was fantastic. And then last but not least, the only big thing is I made elite chicken wings in my air fryer and got an air fryer yeah got an air fryer when i moved out here it i've used it i haven't used like an oven the actual conventional oven maybe once or twice since i've been out here the air fryer can do everything you're gonna think i'm crazy the air fryer can even make a great steak i've seen that on tiktok i said it i'm out on that you should i mean i wouldn't do that but i will make one if I'm ever with you with an air fryer in the room, I'll make you one. So you've already done it. Yeah, it's not bad. Oh, wow. It's really not bad. 
obviously you can overcook it and it gets bad but if you cook it at the right time length so you've done this multiple times i cook in the air fryer every single week i've cooked almost everything i've cooked shrimp i've cooked hash brown potatoes i've cooked breakfast sausage phenomenal in the air fryer i've cooked bacon in the air fryer i've cooked and then the latest was chicken wings i went to the store i chicken got standard wings. chicken wings <laughs> Um, what did I, I wanted them saucy cause I like sauce, but I didn't really want to mix it all and wait for it to, you know, soak in like it should. So I went dry. I went black pepper. This is, now this is recipe hour. Cause I want everyone to try this. If you have an air fryer, write it down, black pepper, paprika. And then this is dealer's choice. I just found this high V the grocery store I'm going to now, which we've discussed before. They had a bunch of different chicken seasonings, generic chicken seasonings. I went for one that's a little lower sodium. It was branded. I didn't, I, you know, I'm not trying to get hypertension or whatever it's called when you have too much sodium in your system. So I went with that. Those three, before you put the spices on, you got to put a little bit of olive oil so it sticks, maybe a tablespoon. I'm cooking two pounds. So that's a decent amount of chicken. Um, you throw it in the air fryer, little pro tip, preheat the air fryer, just set it to like 400 for four minutes. It warms up, cooks faster. 400 degrees is what we're cooking them at 16 total minutes, but you're flipping at eight and you're not really flipping. You're just taking it out and shaking it around because no one's actually getting in there and flipping each one. That's too much work. Put them back in, go 16 minutes. If you want them a little bit crispier, go an extra five, maybe an extra eight. But, and that'll do you. And then you just get your dips of choice. You don't even need dips. That's the beautiful part. They're good on their own, but you add your dips in. Or you can put them in a sauce bucket or bowl then if you really want. So, give it a try. They're phenomenal. They're better than beat-ups. They're not better than Frickers. Frickers is the goat. The barbecue sauce is undefeated. Um, I have yet to be able to figure out how to make that. But, yeah. Um, I hope you guys will be trying these at some point in your life. I'll try them this weekend. Okay. You guys have an air fryer? Tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Please send a review. I've never used one, so this this will be very interesting. Oh, now I'm nervous if you mess it up and then you're like, oh, Grant's an idiot. His recipe stinks. Yeah. I zoned out for your whole recipe, but I'll have to go back and uh, and listen to that. That's the beautiful thing about this show. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's on record. You guys, uh, I, do you guys want to tackle the tailgate first or do you want to do your individuals and then come together for the tailgate at the end? Well, my individual has nothing. So nothing. Uh, my when, individual. When, yeah. No. Um. Let's nothing. see. Beat ups on Thursday, but Evan was there, so it's not individual. Mm-hmm. Right. I was there. Yep. 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 Um, NFL football, fantasy football is back. Um. Mm, yesterday, first game of the season, middle school football. Traveled up to Jackson. Just the eighth grade. Um, it did not go well, to say the least. That's putting it nicely. <laughs> that is putting it nicely. Did final not go score? Well. Um, we never had a final score. It got canceled at halftime, right before halftime. Um, we're in downtown Jackson. Active shooter, police chase. We're in lockdown mode. Canceled the event. What was the score? Uh, the score was 34 nothing with three minutes left in the half. Dear Lord. <laughs> so here's the thing. Two things about this. One, 
safe to say if there was a Tecumseh middle school football account, it would be the time when they wouldn't post the final score graphic because it'd be really embarrassing. Correct. We would post that every all of our kids are safe. They're back with their families. Thank you for your cooperation in an uncertain <laughs> event. Two, talk to the kids post game once they settle from a scary situation. Gentlemen, we didn't lose this game. We just <laughs> ran out of time. <laughs> And really, we, we had him in the second half. We were going to make so many adjustments. We had him in the second half. I, I, you know, I believe it. I think so. so what? These kids are too big, too fast. It's Jackson. Um, they have some athletes on their team. We didn't they're play good, well. They're a good program. They got what? Tony Dungy Field up there. Like yeah, Dungy Field. They have a brand new indoor complex. What? Yes, right behind uh, the first base dugout of the baseball field. Right behind that, there is a brand new indoor like barn, just right there for football. Football. I think it's just an indoor like training facility for any sport. Christ, Jackson. Christ. Everybody's getting them <laughs> now. They can build that, but they can't move their their um, night lights out of their baseball field. No, that's too difficult. <laughs> Fun fact: probably the most unsafe baseball field in the entire country i would say that where they have light poles in the middle of center field yeah. just an absolute hazard the light poles and the uh the scoreboard those yeah. poles are in left field yeah yeah not the middle of i'm being dramatic but like warning track like imagine you're chasing a fly ball to the track and you just pancake up against the pole i can't believe they haven't had to change that yet and obviously they have money they built an indoor facility yeah um, Tony Dungy has that, money. Other than that, I think that was the excitement. Monday Monday night football. Um, had to cancel on you guys on Monday. I'm a piece of shit. Um, no, you're not. Things happen, Evan. So, yeah, then the weekend. And Sunday night football, I know you guys didn't watch. You guys watch Dragons. Night, yeah, so okay. Yeah. Funny story, Grant. I'm glad you brought that up. I was just, you know, Monday morning kind of sitting there just reminiscing of what I was doing. Sunday night. I was like, okay. I wonder if Grant feels good about how awful that Sunday night football game was. Just a kick fest. Just a boring kick fest. Nothing happened. And while Gre- while Alex and I got to enjoy House of Dragons live. Yeah. In a bonk episode. <laughs> in a whoa, I might have to rewatch the all of the episodes just to get to that that episode. I got to yeah. just catch up, make sure I know what's going on, you know, see if I miss any details. Um, yeah, if it was a football game, um, you guys would be 1-0 after this week. Yeah. You guys would be 1-0. I think Dragon Dragons would be 1-0. I think we're going to be 2 next week. Bears-Packers this week? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. I think oh, that yeah. became a game because of the storylines now. I think that's a game. Because if, that. if somehow the Bears do win... That is like you need to see all the memes that come out of that game. Hmm. Um, tailgate, tailgate time. was fun. Tailgate was electric thanks to the host. Good um, food. Mitt much Money, better setup this Mitt time. Money, Cody um, and Paige, they were great hosts. Great spot. Lovely couple. Um, Lovely. Good friends. Good time. A lot of drinking. Um, solid food for us being... For us being in charge of it. Evan, how much drinking? What was your pace? Nothing crazy this time. No, nothing crazy. I told myself I wasn't going to get dragged into the game again. 
Um, and it also got pretty hot there for a little bit mm. where you're just like, I need to find shade or I need to sit down because it is just the sun is beating down on me. It was warm. Did you have like hour long timer set to go off that just said mix in a water or what was your strategy? Just like, you know, you didn't need to write anything down. It was like, I'm, I'm just going to be responsible today. I'm just going to be responsible. I had my pace. And then after right before the stadium, liquid IV into a big water bottle. <sighs> I've been drinks three liquid IVs a day. I do not drink three a day. I do not drink three a day. I drink one. Typically, I drink one every single night for dinner. Interesting. I mean, that's expensive. I wonder if the people of Liquid IV would even recommend doing that. I don't know. I saw an advertisement on TikTok the other day. It was like this lady was like participating in like activities, and she was just like drinking them every single day, like four. I mean, Evan, you could just drink more water. I do drink water. I chug water every More single day. Water. It, it well, adds Alex, flavor. It adds yeah. a little good. Makes my mind feel better about myself that I'm I'm doing something for it. Mm. Well, good for you, man. Thanks. Speaking of liquid IV, and it's not fair to bring it up because she's not here to defend herself. But Marissa told me something this week that I thought was laugh out loud funny, and I don't, I can't picture her being embarrassed by it. But she texted me saying that she feels weird whenever she has a Powerade or Gatorade in class. Because when she drinks it in class, she feels like a child. And I just she like, feels like a child know. for drinking Powerade in class. Like it's like a like a little sippy cup or something. Like I'm drinking like a fruit juice. It's like Are it's you like holding Gatorade it two or... hands and barely tipping it up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like you it like this, and then <laughs> we might have to ask a follow up. But I'm just like, yeah, I don't like no. what you're in, like. Do you ask somebody to open it for you every single time you try to take a sip out of it? <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get it. Maybe okay. If it was one of the little um, spin and suck bottles, I could see you feeling like a child because that is like a little sippy cup. Like I feel kinda... so good about that. Those, <laughs> yeah. those those caps just hit differently. Well, yeah, you yeah you would feel good about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, Alex? Nothing. I mean, you just watched Thrones this week, and I know what you're thinking about. <laughs> wow, you didn't watch it yet. No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. Last night was probably my best window to watch it, so might have to do a double dip. Thanks, at Evan. Point. The late cancellation ruined Grant's night. No, last Couldn't night he the show. Last night was early. I just like laid down after working, and when you decompress, and I didn't move for a couple hours. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, know I was stuck on the couch. Um, all right. I say we move into Michigan State football on the field. Their victory over Akron. It was fifty-two to nothing. Was the final score of this game. Before we get into deep diving into no, actually we'll wait, we'll wait for that question later. Um, we have one MSU fan question. I'm trying to keep them organized so we get to all of them. Yeah, you didn't put them in here, so we don't know what they are. I know. I want to surprise you guys with them. This oh. is the MSU question from an anonymous source because some people did attach their names this week. How do Alex and Evan feel about Peyton Thorne so far? Mm, this is definitely from Ben. No, because Ben V. Ben V submitted three and put his name on all of them. Mm-hmm. Respect. Uh, Evan, I'll let you go first. Okay. First, there should not be a quarterback controversy. That wasn't the question of it. I understand, but that's I think what, there basically is one what now. people are hinting at. Stop, Stop Grant. Your well, quarterback controversy is in Ann Arbor. Grant. No, one is the crazy thing is one died and one was birthed. No, one is not birthed. Grant, don't be serious. Okay. Too. I'm not wait, wait, wait. I'm not being serious, but when we talk about losers in every fan base, Barcelona MSU posted the no Kim touchdown highlight, and my sicko brain went to look at the comments, and like 50% were like QB1, him, start him now. 
So people are talking about it on Instagram. Yeah, That's all I saw. It's very stupid. Alex is angry. <laughs> people um, are so dumb. Two, Evan. Two to you. Two. Thorne has not played well. I think a lot of people know that. I think he'd be the first person to admit that. Um, yeah, he said he sucked. Some, Basically. some um, poor throws. Um, I don't think the Western game was, I mean, 50% one bad throw. This game, two bad throws and a lot of easy misses, I would say. Um, just unlike him. However, you are facing Akron. It is the second half. You do not need to put anything on film. There is no point as an offensive coordinator to call a flea flicker. No point. Wait, did you guys call one? Yeah, that's how we threw a second interception. <laughs> so Evan took this Peyton Thorne question. Yeah, he's going to just into Jay, Jay Johnson. Johnson being an idiot. Jay Johnson bad at calling plays versus inferior there. opponents. He doesn't know how to game manage in situations. Um, here's an idea. Your quarterback is struggling. How about we set up some easy throws, a little bootleg, get him out on the run. I like that. Instead of, no, we're going to do a flea flicker. They sent the house. It was cover four. He gets hit when he threw it, and it was just a wobbly duck. Bad play call, first of all. Should he have thrown it? No, I'm not giving that away from him. I'm just saying it's Akron. You don't need to run your trick plays. Everybody already knows you do trick plays from last year. But Thorne needs to play better. Wow. Jay Johnson, hot seat. Fifty-two That's burger, hot ridiculous, seat. Ridiculous, Evan. Hot seat, Alex. Um, I was screaming it in the stadium. He did not scream. Jay Johnson's on the hot seat. As someone who sat next to him, he did not scream that. I was screaming about his choices. No, this you is, were saying it in is, private. You were screaming is, about other things, mainly the refs, mainly mm. the clock management of the refs and the mm. subbing and all that. Yeah, that's what you're mad about. Um, quick stat for you. Peyton Thorne, when throwing to anybody but Keon Coleman, has 10, <laughs> 10 incompletions. When throwing to Keon Coleman, he has 12 incompletions. So there oh. seems to be a chemistry issue with those two. A lot of his high balls have been to Keon. Um, I don't know what the deal with that is. Just thought it was interesting. 12 incompletions. Well, he, 6 of 18 to Keon Coleman. He keeps Coleman. hearing everyone say he's 6'5", so he thinks he can sling a little bit high. And then it's like, well, he's not that tall. Second thing, I'm not a QB guru, but I have no, noticed not. on some of his incompletions, he's like, looks like he's just standing flat-footed on two feet throwing. Like I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to throw like that. No. Not a genius, but it, it looks weird. I don't know why he's doing it. Kind of leaning back on his back foot and then sailing it high. You know, just an observation. Um, should I be concerned long-term? No, not yet. Um, but we'll find out more. And I do think the play calling hasn't been um, fantastic, but I think it's on purpose because we don't need to open up the playbook to beat JV teams. So that's my thought on that. I don't know what I think is more absurd. Evan continually just chopping Jay Johnson and Alex just carrying his water saying, yeah, he's just saving all his good plays for later. <laughs> well, we played Akron, and we scored 52 points, so I, I can't yell at a guy for putting up 52 points. Well, the reason for that is, and this is funny, the minute I saw Akron's QB take the field, I'm like, oh, this guy's a dog, but he's going to turn the ball over like probably five times, but this kid is actually a dog. Like He was making some plays. He was plays. athletic. Yeah. yeah. He reminded me of um, 
App State's QB when they upset Michigan. I was like, this kid actually is like pretty athletic and can make plays, but they're probably going to have a million turnovers this game. Whatever. Um, As people that were in the stadium, we didn't know this, but according to the broadcast, according to sources that were watching the game, the quarterback went out of the game, the first quarterback. That was, he got transported straight to the hospital. Really? Yeah, he got like decapitated on the play. I must have zoned out for okay. that. Me too. But then the white kid came in and he was. Cal Allen, they said, how are you doing? He was not good at football. No. Uh, my two cents on Thorne, just because they didn't ask me, but I did look at it. I mean, I kind of said what you guys said. Something does look a little off with Thorne. He doesn't look as crisp uh, leading guys, hitting guys in stride as he did at his peak last year. So I was like, all right, I test wise, it looks a little off. What if we dive into some numbers? So I pulled up his stat lines through two games last year. And you think about last year, it was uh, Northwestern, Northwestern and, and Youngstown, Youngstown State. And Youngstown. So, yeah, so two inferior opponents. It's a Big Ten school, but Northwestern was Cheeks last year. Shop Northwestern. So this was last year. 30 of 46. This year, 30 of 52. Not that different. No. Yards last year, 457 yards this year. 445. Not that different. No. Touchdowns last year, five. Touchdowns this year, four. Interceptions last year, zero. Interceptions this year, three. So if you remove all the missed throws away, he's not that many incompletions off. It's just those picks that are kind of making it look a little grosser, along with the eye test of what we've seen. And like, so think about comparing them to his first two games. Like, as people are comparing, his peak from last year compared to like these two. But if you compare him to his first two games last year, it's not that different. So there is room for him to get back on track fast. It's just you kind of need him to get back on track fast because you have a more real test this week. Correct. Um, with that being said as well, Noah Kim, absolute dot of a touchdown. He is my guy, and he continues to make plays. Good guy. Good backup to have. And good play. Good player for now. Made against a great inferior like that touchdown was a great play, Evan. Touchdown was yeah, a great was, play. It was nice. It was, it was a good really throw. Nice. It was. On the run. Dime. Yeah. Nice. Um will one of you get your coach a towel? <laughs> yeah, his fit sucked. I just want to get that out there. Wow. His outfit was bad. Fit please. I hated it. Told Evan that. And also, um, before we keep talking about Mel Tugger, I just want to say that Kendall Brooks is indeed the best player in the country. Oh, my guy could not have made me look smarter. Oh, we were sitting there. You know. Even Marquis Lowry had a tackle for you, Grant. It would, you were in heaven that day. Did I was really? just I I saying every that. single time, just be like, gosh, Grant is having a day. <laughs> the kid is so good. He is looking pretty good so far. Like anytime he puts his helmet around the a ball carrier, the ball's coming out. Like more often than not, the ball's out. He hits hard. You could, if you saw him running towards a skill player from like ten yards away, you can just say balls out when they're five yards away, because like the ball's probably gonna pop out because he just knows wh- how to put his face mask on it. Form tackling. Any other major takeaways you guys had? Feelings you felt from the Akron game? It's hard to judge an Akron um, team. I have one. Jaden Reed can still punt return. Yeah, Got called back. Um, 
But still, the capability it was like an 80 some yard got called back, though. Um, other than that, I mean, speed is very noticeable up front in the front seven compared to last year. When yeah, we continues. had a lot of pressures, but there's a difference between getting the quarterback pressures and sacks. Right now, we currently lead the country in sacks. Yes, it was against inferior opponents, but they still matter. There's a difference between a pressure and a sack, and I think it's carrying over compared to last year. Because you're going to need it next week. You're, I, I don't care about the coverage. You need the fastest guys out there because we'll preview it, but you need as much speed on the field as possible. Yeah. Defense. Um, this seemed like in the stadium, like this defense just hits way harder than a defense I've seen from Michigan State in a few years. Like they are just crushing people over and over again. I mean, it shows by all the fumbles. Um, so. Shout out whoever's teaching them to hit harder. And then the other thing, only other point, um, our kicker made a field goal. I think that's important going in to the Washington game because he didn't make one in the first week, and he made a 43-yarder. It's down the middle, looked good from 55. So important to see for a guy that uh, has attempted two kicks now in his career. Same guy? Yeah, true freshman Jack Stone. Nice. Um. I wrote that this game, if you're doing a theme, it was the running back game, Berger and Broussard. It was, I guess, nice to see Michigan State just have like a full-on physicality game where like we're just tougher than you. Like we don't need Peyton Thorne to shred you. We're just going to run on you. And they both look good. Broussard still catches my eye a lot. I just He just looks explosive. And he's like that sneaky little back that can pop through holes that you don't think are there. So... I still am very high on him. Um, would you guys care to give an injury report for anyone going into from this game that is important for next week? I'll go first. Um, there's so much speculation on on Reed. Um, some people are saying he's not going to play. Some people say he's going to play. Um, I heard he was from the bench incident. Bench, yes. Yeah. I saw that live. I was all over that. The announcers were like, oh, I don't know what he did. Like, I, I mean, they showed a replay. He speared his, like, the bench speared his back. I heard he got stitches. Ooh, um, cut his back, too. Ew. Can't confirm it. Do not source us. Um, and then I don't know anything on Slade. I just know there's some people out there not going to name names. They're like, yeah, they're both just not going to play. But Tucker doesn't give any injury reports, so... Um, from what was seen on the broadcast with Jaden Reed, a trainer was holding a towel over his back, which was a cut on his back. He might have had stitches. No one knows that for sure. No one's ever going to know that. Um, I would and say you, the chances of him playing is like ninety five percent. I like it. You Slade, know I have no got, idea. The bag has to just be a massive softball size bruise. Like oh, just yeah. gotta be so purple, it's and then just, they just yeah. like. You could just shoot him up with something, like a little bit extra strength Tylenol before the game starts. You're good to go. Because it's um, just a bruise. It's going to be a little stiff. You just got to stretch out. And it's take like some. a cut and a bruise probably. He's, he's yeah. fine. He's going to play. It's not like he tore his hands. That's why God invented back plates. You just put that on. And right. Put a little extra shoot. tape. You're going to be fine. Slade, I don't didn't even know he was hurt, honestly, until you guys just said that. And then I realized he did go off the field. Um, based on the lack of reporting about him, I'd say he, he probably will play. 
If not, Maverick Hansen played pretty okay against Akron, and you still have Simeon Barrow. So. And Alex Van Summeren. Van Summeren a little bit more, and uh, who's 41 is... Uh, oh, Derek Harmon, ginormous human being. Derek like Harmon, Barrow, Hansen. Van Summeren's going to have to play if Slade can't go solely because of the tempo and the sling at Chuck at football that Washington's going to... Yeah, I feel good about those guys rotating, so I wouldn't be that worried. Um, I just realized on the show sheet I put the lines to go first, but on my personal sheet I had MSU, so that explains why we went MSU first, if there was any confusion in in the Zoom. I was going to say something, but I didn't. Injury report noted. My last thing, which is kind of our talking point that we can touch on um, later, is I feel like if we look back to last year, there was a lot more momentum going into Miami as it feels like going into Washington this year. I could be totally wrong because you guys just won 52 to nothing, but like the vibe check for vibe checking. Spark, I can explain it, feels, it very It easily. feels like there's more nerves going into Washington. Like when we went down to Miami, I still thought Michigan State would lose, but it was like Tuck's coming and he's taking over Florida because you spanked Northwestern and had a Heisman running back. Whereas now it's like, I don't really know how this game's going to go. It's very simple. Um, expectations last year, none. Everyone thought they their win total was under like five games. They were underdogs to Northwestern. So when you win two games out of the gate and you have a quarterback that's not Rocky Lombardi, everyone's feeling good. Um, this year, you're a top 15 team, and everyone is just nitpicking everything in every single game because we're playing weak competition. And we want this team to be so good, and everyone expects this team to be so good. That we're just overanalyzing the living piss out of it. So now we're we only see the negatives. We're not seeing any positives. The fan base. I see some positives. Evan sees some positives. Well, you guys fan know base ball. is very negative. You guys you know, know ball. ball. So we know ball. college football analysts. Yes. And I think nationally there's a lot of pundits who are still going to be skeptical because they were so wrong last year about I was saying like this team was still gonna stink. And like there's a lot of people I think in the national media that refuse to believe you can just rebuild a team every year through the transfer portal. They hate so it. They hate the idea like, of it. Oh, Michigan State can't sustain last season. They lost K-9. Like, they can't rebuild again. There's no way all the transfers hit. So they're just going to be like, oh, they're going to lose to Washington when they easily could go into Washington and win. Yeah, national pundits just look at box scores and then they look at bringing in transfers. They don't realize that Michigan State's recruited better. We've got good transfers. We have the best transfer in the country again, in my opinion. So... We're two for two. Does that check out? Jordan uh, Caleb Addison? Williams is Caleb good. Williams? <laughs> All right, we have the best defender <laughs> from the transfer portal and the best offensive uh, player from the year before. Defender might check out. At least so that far, you to. have to say He's yes. He's the highest graded defender in the country. Well, we don't worry about PFF. We just worry about stats. Oh, He's National Defensive Player of the Week <laughs> and two-time two time Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week. So, yes, he is the best defender right now <laughs> and leads the country in sacks. Um, all right. We'll transition to, transition to Michigan. But so, I did have one, like, funny viral clip that I just want to talk about before we get to the Michigan game. The was, jump pass? Uh, no, that was from this game. The bad beat? <sighs> the, <laughs> the LSU kid who was, like, high on shrooms who just – Walked out of the field. <laughs> that is that's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I know. I was like, I have, I know we don't talk about that stuff a lot, but that was so funny and like broke through. I was like, that's insane. He just no one even noticed him for a while. He's just standing there. 
No, and he was definitely on drugs because he didn't like react how a normal person would. He's just like, oh. You're right. trying to fight the guy. He's like, don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So that, was, that was awesome. And then to get in a little chop to uh, my one of my least favorite schools, Notre Dame, we have to remind ourselves on these big, on these weeks, like when you play nobodies like Hawaii and you play Akron, it's still good to beat down on teams, you know, because upsets happen. We saw that with Texas A&M, although App State's an absolute wagon now, so we can't view them as old little dinky App State. But Notre Dame losing to Marshall, an absolute joke that they want to join the Big Ten at home. And they didn't even, it wasn't even like close. It was like a comfortable end of the game situation. Joke. It was funny because right before that, avid listener Cody, not mitten money Cody, was telling me how good he thinks Notre Dame is and how good Ohio State must be. Yeah. And I was like, now wow. He went to the bathroom, came back, was like, Cody, you'll never believe it. Notre Dame just <laughs> lost to Marshall. Tough week because then he just became a Liverpool fan too and they weren't playing great ball. Big win for them yesterday. Um, but yeah, that kind of resets the whole narrative about that Notre Dame-Ohio State game. We have to look at it a little bit more skeptical now. Like, huh. Maybe both those teams are poopy. And Ohio State didn't cover versus Arkansas State. So I don't know what to think right now. We'll see. It's too early to speculate. Speaking of a team that did not cover a big spread, the mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines, who now have a new quarterback, though. So maybe they'll start covering more in the future. 51-7 to on the game notes. Alex, you took a big breath like you want to say something about this situation. Anything you want to say before we dive into the game? Um. I just think the Michigan fans, you should be grateful that it's over to QB controversy. And if you bouquet, you're a scumbag. That's all. Facts, no cap to both of those. <laughs> Booing, there's no place for it. You know, you just you can't do it. Someone that sucks and didn't do anything for you. You what can I... boo Jared Goff against the Philadelphia Eagles when you're down 44 to 6 last year, Evan. Or a halftime. This year. You can't boo a guy that just did something that no. no one's done in 12 years. No. And I feel like deep down, if you put those people on the spot, like some of them are probably scumbags. And we're like, yeah, I hate Cade. Or like, I'm just sick of him. But I think it was more like the game was going so fantastic. And like this buzz, this buzz around JJ, which is getting out of control, which makes me nervous. But this buzz around this kid and then he delivers and then you bring in Cade and then you remind that how like putrid the offense can look at times. And then also the offensive line just forgot to block or didn't decide to block. It was almost like the longest yard clip where they just stopped blocking for Adam Sandler. He just got sacked. And then I think people were just like more booing it. Like, oh, we can't score a touchdown right now. This is stupid. So it was a mix of like game situation and then also probably a little k2 I, from if we're talking about people that are vocal on twitter instagram i have seen comments of people saying they did not like how kate handled the first like post-game press conference when he seemed like a little pouty and whatnot and i don't know what to read into body language but he also when davis warren came in in hawaii he threw a dart and then had a touchdown drive and like all the quarterbacks were there celebrating with him except for kate in the shot so i don't really know what's going on i think that is wise I think the Davis, whatever his name is, touchdown when all the quarterbacks are celebrating. Just because Cade wasn't on the camera doesn't mean he wasn't celebrating somewhere on the sideline. And that's why I'm going to remind myself. I'm just saying the optics when we live in a clickbait, what did you see culture? When you see like every quarterback, Alan Bowman, like jumping on him and then there's no number 12. You're like, okay, like what's going on? Doesn't matter. QB2 now. So you won't see him ever again. Confirm Jim didn't wait around. There was no reason to. I mean, the game, his first touch, his first throw, touchdown, 
as I said in my postgame recap, Hawaii is like, and then Tom Fernelli came out today with his rankings of the worst teams. Hawaii is the worst team in FBS football. Colorado State number two. UConn Colorado State number two, which also goes back into the play of people like, oh, well, Cade had just as much of an opportunity to shred a team in week one. He did not. So when I, people were wondering like, oh, is Colorado State better? No, not really. They, they're really bad teams. JJ won the job outright. Um, it's kind of interesting, like emotions during the game. Away from football, I was texting with longtime listener Brad, diehard fan Brad, who knows how to irk rival fans. He, he enjoys it. But we were texting, in all seriousness, we were discussing, like we were just like, we feel really bad for Cade right now, watching him just like lose his job. You know, I, I know it's football. I know it's like best man wins. But it was sad because you think about like what you went through last year. Um, and we were wondering out loud, and I want to ask you guys the question. We almost felt bad for saying it, but we both felt like, would it be best and would we feel best if he just transferred to get rid of all the awkwardness and go do what's best for him as opposed to having to like see him if he's a little sulky on game days? Like you just like you see his face on the sideline because they're not going to stop talking about it. And it's like, oh, there's Cade, like not looking super happy. Like, would it be best for both parties for him to transfer out while he still can before week four? Absolutely. He I, mean, I still think he's still going to get talked about even when he does transfer. Yeah. They're all going to like Those two or three weeks after he does transfer, it will get brought up just nonstop every press conference. Um, Because he's a captain. Yeah, it's <laughs> awkward. Weird. It's like the Nick Foles, Carson Wentz situation. And, and then it's like the situation <laughs> of, okay, he does transfer, but who would you rather have as a backup? Cade or Alex Bowman? If Alan something Bowman. ever would have to happen to JJ. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Jim doesn't would, get to decide that, Evan. I would take Davis Warren over Alan Bowman right now, based on okay. what I've seen here. Okay, Davis Warren. Okay, yeah. Anybody. Picks. Any third or fourth string over Cade, though? No, probably not. See, that's the thing. Like, two or three drives, just like, even if he just gets a win knocked out of him, okay? even if he has to go get stitches he has to go get taped he's two or three drives or whatever yeah it is in any game any big game like you those are valuable drives those are valuable 100%. possessions you get or if he transfers now you don't have him for the last eight to ten eight to ten games uh i think i think you change the dynamic of a little bit of what you're doing offensively yeah like yeah 100 percent selfishly Football-wise, I want him to stay as a contingency plan because J.J. runs like a madman sometimes. Uh, if he gets hurt, need Cade. But like emotionally, what's best for him, I think, don't don't worry about what the media backlash is and what people call you like, you know, oh, you left, you quit. Like, take all that BS aside, doing what's best for you. Probably is best to transfer. He's got three years left. He should leave. And he's not bad i mean there's multiple big 10 teams he went to iowa they're frisky like there there's what are you laughing at alex he better than spencer how terrible that team is at offense so i don't know what's gonna happen it seems like they came out the michigan football account posted a video of jim harbaugh saying in a press conference this week we have two great quarterbacks which makes me think if they're self-aware that may feel like Cade's not transferring because I don't think you post that video if you think there's an inkling that he might leave. Now he might just wait till week four before the deadline happens and do it. I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, you might play this week to get some more uh, 
more film out there before he transfers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it's a preseason NFL. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to play. He's going to um, win by 60. Should. Um, I would like to say this too. I was absolutely stunned that FanDuel had the cojones and whoever works there put JJ like top five in Heisman. I think that's a little third. absurd. Not third. Alex. He's already moved up. He's already moved up to third. No, it's not. Yeah. You're you're messing around. I'm gonna go look it up. I'm Are joking. you lying? Yeah, okay. But I want to say this on the record as a Michigan fan, a pretty diehard Michigan fan. I oh his odds did jump from plus three thousand to plus two thousand. He's four now. I'm gonna say blue wall. I can definitely see things going wrong. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, he's like bulletproof. They're gonna be undefeated going into Columbus. Like that's insane that people are like, yep, we're good now. He looks great. He has the most talent I've seen of a guy under Jim Harbaugh. That doesn't mean things might go wrong with turnovers and you know missing guys here and there. So I'm not gonna be like, yep, we're golden. It's it's gonna be a death march with JJ until Columbus. I'm not saying that. I just want that on the record. <laughs> he's a superstar, dude. I think he could be. Yeah, I, like, he's the best player in the country. Like, even when... That's what <laughs> Michigan Twitter tells me. He's the even, best goddamn quarterback anybody has ever seen in their even life. When, even when, um, like, Shea transferred and I watched his, like, Ole Miss tape, I was like, this kid could be good and better than, like, the Wilton Spates and O'Corns, but I didn't think he was going to change the landscape of college football and be like front runner now i know the crazy michigan fan base like yeah this guy's sweet look he was a high recruit but jj by far i test has the most talent of anyone so i am very excited to watch him play i do realize things can go wrong best player in the country right now <laughs> affecting michigan alex is doing a great job of just trolling with a straight just, face that's um, serious uh, Iowa lost, so that will not be a night game. So that's huge for the Wolverines. They Iowa should be sucks. Michigan should be seven to zero going into MSU. I feel comfortable saying that. I think they will handle Penn State at home in a night game maze out. I think they will win that game. So Michigan I think they'll State be good. Will going not be undefeated State. going into that game. Okay, we have a brutal uh, schedule starting and I right wrote. now. We already talked about the booze, but my last bullet point made me giggle when I wrote it. I was I didn't hear any booze. If you booed, you're a piece of shit. That's all I yeah. want to close on the Michigan game with. Yeah. You're just a piece of shit. But I understand wanting to boo in a moment. Booing at games is fun. You oh, don't God. boo when that so happens. Good. You don't boo <laughs> you up feel 50. so good when you do it. You do yeah. feel so good when you do it. <laughs> so I mean, you good. did not boo once on Saturday. Yeah, there was nothing to boo. Well, Jay rest. Johnson apparently. Yeah, I should have booed Jay Johnson. <laughs> well, then if I should have booed, it looked like I was booing this week. Thorn. Mm. I hope right, he does. I'll... I hope he calls a game like he did in Miami. He will. I won't be there, Sal. So. Um, Lions Eagles. Our first NFL recap of the year. See how we can get into midseason form here. But I'd just like to say that we, as a podcast and a fan base, will always have that first five minutes of the game when we just Electric. we just ran that ball down their throat we scored and then got a big stop on defense everyone back-to-back um pass breakups with Okuda and Awari and we were just going crazy on the sideline like we are back we are we well, locked we've the never ca- been there but we locked the cage arrived. as they say like they are trapped in the den of ford field and then um turns out it's really hard to stop a mobile quarterback 
when you're not a great defense. Too much yeah. man. Too much man. I think we owe our listeners the truth. Um, Evan was actively rooting against the Lions during this football game. <laughs> <laughs> Evan wants Bryce Young? Um, oh, hand up. Evan, Evan and I were together, and so we were in charge of tweeting for the day. And Evan had some tweets queued up that were just completely inappropriate that I could not send out to the world. I, I was cheering for us at the pure, end, second pure, half. Pure hate of the Detroit Lions. It was pure hate. It was I, and some mean things said. Some just some frustrating things that I've already seen this team do in the past, and like this team is new, but it was just repetitive. Like that stretch in the second quarter, oh. Did see a stat? The Lions are like the worst second quarter team in NFL history in the last like fourteen games. So there's that. Wow, like the opposite of the, we're the opposite of the third quarter Warriors in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, we're a garbage second quarter team. I felt bad for uh, Stenberg. I think Logan's his first name. Two two false starts. Two in false a row. starts on the first drive. Just not great. I don't feel but bad for him. We overcame it and we scored a touchdown because DeAndre Swift. Looked like a dog. He looked like he saw Alex's he had quote graphic. That dog. Yeah, he did. He saw Alex's quote graphic. He said, "God damn, I look sweet in that visor." You're welcome. I'm gonna go out and ball. Lions fans, you're welcome for that. All that for a loss, but good fantasy points if you owned. Yeah, I the den was rocking. Loud, loud compliments the from the Eagles after that game. I have some stats to spit out at you, Grant. Spit them right on my. Look, give me a second. I got to get him to load. Stall for a second. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize. Stalling. Stalling. I am um, bad at my job. Progress. Steal a piece of shit. Progress from last year. Final score wise 44 to 6, 38 35. Improvement. We're getting better. All right. That's here's what some, has now we care about PFF. Here's some okay. stats. Player stats that everyone is going to absolutely love slash hate. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, NFL debut. How would you say the pass rush went? That's a great question because I saw – I think it was Ant Wright. He he said – I don't think he saw the game. He goes, I see half the timeline saying he was okay. Saw half the timeline saying he was cheeks, whereas everyone landed. It was very divided. I watched it. I thought he was okay. I don't think he was terrible. I just thought he looked like he was amped up. And he ran by some sacks. He ran, but he was he was a physical presence on the field. Okay. I thought he looked tired. He was graded out by PFF 121st out of 130, 121. Oof, to last. pass rush defenders on Sunday, second to Can last. Can only go up. His run Best grade, offensive line his run grade, however, um, 25th overall. Okay. So his overall grade was 82nd, though, out of 124. I need a pass rusher, Grant. That's a quick quick side point. I can already tell. I want to give Aaron Glenn as much credit because I don't want him to knock on Alex's door. (laughs) But can we stand Aiden Hutchinson up? Why is his hand in the dirt every play? Did you not watch Mike McDonald use him like a genius? He broke. He was a Heisman finalist. Stand him up and let him run. That will piss me off this whole year if that doesn't change at all, like in week eight. It's, it's going like to help, when, too, when he's not going after a mobile, fast Jalen Hurts. A hundred percent. He was fired up. He was getting into the backfield. He was just, like, wanted that first sack so bad that he was just running with, like, reckless abandon. He was yeah, needed to involved. chill out. Yeah, he needed to, 
get a hit of a weed pen on the sideline and like lock in and break down his hips. But he he'll be fine, especially if they stand him up. Okay, next PFF grade, our boy Rodrigo Malcolm Rodriguez. Dog, PFF twelfth highest ranked linebacker this past Sunday. Erlacher, number one rookie for Week One with a seventy three point four grade on forty six snaps. Ray Lewis, eighty point eight in coverage. Um, so his performance, Week One performance, was PFF's fifth highest rookie Week One grade the last five seasons. Michael Parsons. Teddy Bruschi. Not to not to forget that he was the 16th linebacker taken in the 2022 NFL draft. The 16th. And he came out as a 12th highest ranked linebacker. Quay Walker. Great evaluation Devin, Devin of Lloyd. talent by, um, by the GM, Mr. Brad. Yeah, bad evaluation on Levi Amuzarecki, who will probably never play for us. Nope. Okay, next. Bad. Another PFF and Josh Pascal. Here we go. Mm, too early. We're going over to offense. Our boy, right tackle. Sewell. Pen- Penny. Penny. Yeah, I'm waiting for the grade. PFFs, four really highest ranked. Up. Week one, offensive tackle. Highest Monster. Ranked. Fourth highest. Trent Williams. With a 79.8 grade. Yeah, I need you to stop doing that. On 69 <laughs> steps. Nice. Nice. Um, he had an 84-and-a-half run blocking grade, which is second among offensive tackles. And he went full Superman to try to execute a screenplay, and I appreciate <laughs> that hustle. Fifth among all offensive linemen. It, this is his fourth highest individual grade of his young career so far. All right, give us the bad grade. Nope, there is no bad grade. This it was is just Grant's hunch, grade. Alex. This, this is was... definition of Grant's grade, the next one. PFF. <sighs> Jeffrey Okuda. Oh, lotion. Was PFF's 16th highest ranked first, second, or third year cornerback for week one? That's, that's so specific, though. Yeah. That's okay. That feels that's like okay. you had to find something specific, so it was good. With 63.1 grade on 66 snaps. Hey, we're comparing it. Okay, now Okuda had an 82.8 tackling grade. It's second first on the team in tackles. Amongst all cornerbacks in week one. Okuda is a first. fantastic tackler. His tackle had first so well. He like wrapped up AJ Brown once, and I was like, "Dude, that was like he's a good solo tackle." tackle so he aggressive. gave up four catches. How many yards do you think he gave up on those four catches? Four, like less than 20, 25. Alex, do you have a guess? Thirty-three. Gave up thirty-two yards. His longest nice, though. What was the longest? It was twelve. Eleven. Okay. He did have one pass breakup. Devontae like Adams. In, one guarding Devontae Adams. The DPI was horseshit. Devontae yes. Adams that was not, De- not Devontae Adams. Excuse me. Devontae Smith. One guarding Devontae, Devontae Adams. The DPI hurt. The Slim I Reaper. I didn't think it was defensive pass interference. for being big. Four targets. It was not. Zero catches. Zero yards versus Devontae Smith. Now, right. And... One day he will draw coverage on the number one. He will clamp AJ Brown. Warrior got cooked by AJ Brown, so that change could be coming sooner than later. Where we Most just roll Okuda by AJ Brown on the one. Okuda is a physical specimen, though. He's ready for those challenges. the The simple truth is: Did Okuda look better than last year? Yes. Did he look locked down number three draft pick? Good. No. So I mean, he was the second. He was the second best player on our defense that day. 
No, that's not true. Yeah, Tracy Walker was. and my Malcolm Rodriguez are both better than that. I don't think Malcolm was better. I think Malcolm had good plays and zero missed assignments per Dan Campbell, but I don't think I test wise he was better than Okuda. Well, Tracy Walker more was plays. way better. Tracy Okuda was the best player on defense for us. Tracy our Okuda leading, was the best player. <laughs> yeah, if you mix them together, they were our Tracy leading tacklers. Was really they mix them together. Our that leading tacklers ball. were those two, which shows you how poopy also, our defense Isaiah still is. Bugs is a monster. Good at pass defenses. He's a good football player. Yeah, and I like his name, Bugs. He's huge. There's Bugs. Yeah, I like that guy. But yeah, Tracy Walker, eight tackles. Okuda, seven to lead the team. Um, that's not good. You don't want your secondary players being the leading tacklers. Yeah, that's a problem, Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Get Derek Didn't... Barnes off the field. He stunk. Um, Bad things. Mike Hughes bit on a ball fake really bad at one point. I wrote down in my notes. I just wrote down random notes because I watched the game. Contain. Will Harris got absolutely toasted on a play. I don't think him and Okuda need to split reps at all. I think I no, saw what I needed Will to see. Will Harris, not good. Um, We were down 31-14 to 14 with nine minutes left in the third quarter on our own 25, third, and 10. So to show enough grit to make it 38-35 is pretty impressive because that game could have easily gotten away from this team. It's the exact same as the 49ers game last year. Yeah. Um, I don't like Dallas Goddard. He was a big He's pretty good, whole though. game. Well. For a tight end, he's pretty good. We already talked about the PI. Uh, we talked about Rodriguez. He's good. Offensively. What I don't like as we talk about play calling. Also, do we is it confirmed Ben Johnson's calling plays? That's what it looked like when I watched. That's what it looked like when I was watching. It sure well. seemed like it. And I enjoyed his play calling for the most part. Second quarter was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But it didn't what, help Jared. I just Goff don't understand how you can get into these walls though. What I don't like, and I think this may be part of it, Evan, I don't know if you feel this way. I wrote down at one point it felt like when we started a drive, like it was committed like on this set of three downs, we're either gonna all pass or all run. It, it was like it like wasn't that. like a mix. It was like if we're throwing on first down and we don't get it, we're throwing again and we're throwing again. If we run on first down and get like two yards, we're running again and we're gonna try to run for the third down. It didn't feel like there was a we good We did mix. run for one. It didn't feel like there was a good we ran for a first down. <laughs> Who was I looked saying at that and I was like, Dan Campbell's gonna run the ball every single play the rest of the year after that. Yeah, which we should. We should run the ball a lot. We looked phenomenal doing so, and there were big holes. And on the run game, I need, as we talked about last year, I feel like a broken record. I need 75% DeAndre Swift, 25% Jamal Williams. I don't need it 60-40 or near 50-50. When Jamal Williams comes in, not as good. Really not as good. Jamal wasn't in that much other than the goal line. I think he got over 10 carries, which is too many for me. Four on the goal line. Four too many for Grant. Because I mean, like the situations where like, they adjust, bit. they adjust, yeah. they counter it, and they have like five more guys in the box, five guys on the line, more guys in the box. Like you need to come up with something other than like outside zone, like boot action. Give me something on the perimeter. Let's Swift use his speed. Like I'm tired of just running into the brick wall behind the offensive line, thinking no, they'll get a push. Well, they so did we, get a lot of push. We we did, but when they adjusted, it seemed like we took a while to adjust to them. Now, I have, an, I have an important question for you. I have an answer. Are you the offensive coordinator for your middle school football team? Yes. 
Your team, because he's been just hating, of course he is. hating on offensive coordinators. Your team put up zero points in the half of your yeah. first game. Okay, so also, why Alex, should I keep listening to you tell me who's good at being an offensive coordinator? Alex, I give them a play, and they can't understand what is going on in that play for two then weeks. Then maybe you made it too complicated, and you need to be a better OC. Okay, Alex, here's the, here's the play. We're running inside zone right. What foot okay. do you think you step with first? What, your right what position my your right foot there you go boom that is every <laughs> single offensive position stepping with their right foot here we no. go inside zone left inside zone left who do you think you're going what do you, uh, what do you think you're blocking uh, let me left. let me tr- let me try right see if i get crossed up <laughs> no you're going left replace step punch okay coach me now coach. here we go inside zone we're breaking it down super easy for them okay zone right what gap do you think you're responsible for on zone right the one to your right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say. It's easy. Right. Okay, zone left. What do you think, Gap? You just think you're responsible for oh, zone left. To the left. It's just a question. Cupid shuffle. It's just a Cupid shuffle. To your left. You're responsible for the gap to your left. Well, we still can't is, Evan, you're talking a lot of shit for zero point score. Alex, you didn't ask you how my 2017 uh, JV offensive coordinator year went when we were <laughs> no, whacking up points. I'm sorry. I did not. I was not aware of this miraculous season. <laughs> Thank you. Spider two Y banana. Well, uh, right we'll need face. to keep the people updated on how many points Evans offense scores. <laughs> <laughs> to tie a bow on Swift, Jamal Williams. Tell me this Switch is way better. Yes, Swift fifteen rushes, one hundred and forty four yards, nine point six a carry. Great average. Jamal Williams eleven rushes, twenty eight yards, two point five a carry. Eh. Swift well, should have – Swift, if Swift does not touch the ball at least 20, he touched the ball 18 times in this game, not enough. I would even dare to say 25 times a game via the run and pass. You shave off four rushes from Jamal, give Swift 19 to 20 rushes, let him catch five passes, no complaints from Grant. You keep involving Jamal Williams when he runs in the back of Lyman, is not as explosive, complaints from Grant. Is Swift hurt? He didn't practice today. This could be a reason. Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson just got signed to the 53 today as well. We had an extra man day. spot, and he's going to be the kick returner. That's what, bad. What's that? Um, what's that? I just, I just gave you the answers, guys? Alex. Gave you the answers. Just saying they might just be trying to ease DeAndre Swift into a heavy, it's heavy workload. It's Wednesday's practice. It's precautionary. That is I'm telling you in games, Evan, they were trying to ease him in. They don't want to give him 40 carries and ruin his body. Well, Grant and I aren't talking 40. We're talking 20 and then five, six yeah. catches for opportunities. That's yeah, all we're, we're talking to touch that ball 25 times. Well, you got to get Jared to throw him the ball, okay? Well, he's yeah, used to not usually more than like five yards downfield. Yeah. So have we tied a bow on and we're not going to talk about the worst pick six I've ever seen? No, that's Jared Goff hour. You just can't have that. I don't know whose fault it is. That's I don't your know guy that you support. Aaron, that is great. Miscommuni- we all support this entire football team. The miscommunication on that route. You have this jersey. Can Do I you have guys it? support Jared Goff? I will support the future direction the this human. Lions offense is going. The human being I support, I I'll want I'll support Bryce him Young. as long as he's quarterback for the Detroit It would be Lions. pretty sick to have Bryce Young in Hollywood Blue next year. With Jameson Williams, like that tandem. I remember yeah. seeing them in college. That's pretty cool. But you guys already declared Jameson Williams a bust. So. No, no, we didn't. No, 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 Alex. That's not what I'm saying. You I'm saying I just to. was. No. I just, Evan told me he'd be back for the Patriots week and not going to be back to November. So I'm you know who I didn't notice in the game Sunday? Jordan Davis. 
Um, what what did no, he do? I didn't either. Different didn't team, either. different team, Alex. Different situations. It, you're telling me Jordan Davis wouldn't play on our current team. Just saying, you're gonna talk all this shit about our no, own Jordan guys, Davis, but I didn't see him doing. I didn't see Jamison Williams out there either. I didn't huh? even see him in a jersey. <laughs> Net new confirm. No, Jordan Davis played, but he didn't do anything. I saw how big and mammoth he was out there. It's a big guy, there's no doubt. Jordan Davis um, would play for the Lions. Yeah, it's not hard. You'd play. For I the wrote Lions. this down. You guys will remember it better. But just like the same old Lions stuff, we had we missed Josh Reynolds. Jared, I, we didn't. Jared Goff missed Josh Reynolds on a wide open crossing route that you just have to complete when you're trying to come back in a game when you're against the clock. And then we had a fumbled snap that led to a sack. I mean, those are just losing things. On top of the pick six, like when you throw a pick six, I'm sure the odds, I'm sure the nerds would tell us like you have like a 10% chance to win the game if you throw a pick six in a game. That just feels right. But even then, like you get rid of that and then you still do dumb things where you miss a wide open guy and then you fumble a snap that leads to a sack. So they still, like Dan said, with those dirty pants to shake out all the dirt. It's just still doing those things that's just like teams that win don't do that. So it'd be good if we stopped doing that. Yeah, um, my final point would just be uh, moral victories. I <laughs> am not about that at all. I'm sick of watching this team lose by three points every week for the last 10 years. So, yeah, I'm not happy, and I'd like to win a game next week. And I'm sick of this spiraling out of control. Alex, amazing podcasting. There was a question you didn't know about from a listener. Hmm. Or actually, wait, you may have seen this on Twitter because I think this was a Twitter one, from Sam. He says, why are we celebrating losses? I'm way too tired of this crap. Well, yeah, there's my answer. You're not celebrating. I don't celebrate losses. Me either. Evan? I do think, I do oh, think we're better than last year. Loss? If yeah, you, you lost the way that I was. You were celebrating the Eagles win. I was. Good for Jalen Hurts. He's underrated in the NFL. You um, can't throw. If you watch and listen to what I was yeah. saying during the game, um... You would know that I'm not celebrating losses. In fact, you'd think Evan didn't even like this team. <laughs> well, Evan will flip if we're bad enough to celebrate losses for a high draft pick. Absolutely. End of the Jeez. year. I hate that garbage win at the end of the year, i.e. <laughs> the Packers win last year. Didn't affect anything. Um, No, because we got our guy. Yeah. Even though Trayvon Walker had a sweet debut. But that doesn't matter because we played he the best offensive line in the league. almost returned it for a <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> Thank God he did That was sick. Um, Onwards. Wait, we have a couple listener questions. Where did these come from? Ben V. Oh, The next right. ones. Um, my last thing I just want to say, we have to acknowledge DJ Chark, Moss, Darius Slay, so that was cool. After a horrendous start, yes. No, but he just had to get warmed up. He's going to be a dog. Um hope so. These are both about, one is from the Chief of Prop, one is from Ben V. They both revolve around game management. Chief says, why are most football coaches awful at managing the clock? Some of them question. are god-awful. Did you watch the Monday Night Football game? I did. Evan? Okay. Why are This they is awful? my first thing. I saw that comment. As a, co- as a middle school coach. As a coach that this practices is about you, game actually. situations. <laughs> yes, this is about me. Um, I have this... Theory that, okay, game situations, coaches only put it in like two-minute drill for all the players to understand. And they have a script. They have their script and practice plan. We're going to do this, 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 and this. Okay, I'm going to call a timeout. Game situations, they never practice for themselves in situations because every single game can't be scripted like it is for practice. 
they practice all the time for the players to understand game situations. The coaches never practice for themselves game situations. Easy fix. They Start never practicing. do that. And in situations, I think coaches are also too stubborn. Like, oh, in this situation, of course I would do that. Of course I would call a timeout in this situation. And then in a game situation, they're butthole puckers. Their balls are up in their throat. They know what to do. So they just panic and freeze. I fixed the problem when you said that. It just became crystal clear. Did you say you had a fix too, Alex? Yeah, I said just practice. This is my fix. This is a little bit more. This is Alex's, <laughs> but a little bit more detail. You're a head coach. You, Dan Campbell, he tells a low-level assistant, let's call him Bob. Hey, this is in training camp. Bob's gonna be so Bob, cool. we have 21 training camp practices. Bob, in seven of the practices, you are going to grab, well, Bob just has a whistle. You're going to use your whistle, Bob, or an air horn, and you're going to stop everything. And guys say, two-minute drill, unscripted, go. So coach doesn't even know that this is happening. Like nobody knows but Bob, and he has the power. Seven practices out of twenty-one, and he just and then it's two-minute drill, offense, defense, unscripted. Dan Campbell on the hot seat, figure it out, manage the situation. But so no one knows but low-level Bob, who has no decisions on game day to make. So this is just fun for him. Boom! It's fantastic. Has to happen. Has to. Has to. It makes way too much sense. If coaches are going to coach players, someone needs to be coaching the coaches. You got to hold them the same standard. The and standard that, is like, the standard, guys. You need like I don't I don't know when it's coming. What Evan's saying, like you don't know the in game though. What a big, I still am not convinced that a lot of coaches like delegate the whole clock management to someone. I think we've heard rumors that Belichick does with Ernie Adams in New England, like that he has an overseer who just like knows all the numbers, knows all the situations. Every team needs to have that because you can't have a coach that's worried about working the refs, personnel. A lot of guys, head coaches call plays or are involved in offense. Some people want to call plays like Dan Campbell. You can't be worrying about all that and then the clock. That is why clock things get messed up because you're thinking about too many things at once. And then you like blank on like the simple things of the clock. You Coaches. need one guy in the booth that all they it's just called clock guy on game day. Clock guy, game management guy. That's all he does. And then as a coach, put your ego aside. When he buzzes you and says, we're doing this, you say, yes, I agree. Coaches' egos are at the top of the list of stubborn, like do it my way. This is why there's so many problems. And the Especially Denver situation was a joke. I cannot believe what I was watching. I appreciate that he admitted he was wrong and that they should have gone for it. Yeah, but he didn't know why. Um, ben V's was similar. He's saying, is the game management strategy stuck in last year's aggressive approach? Like, are we better? Do we still need to be onside kicking it? The only onside kick 10? was not my favorite decision by any You were anti-onside kick? There was a ton of time left. Ton. Yeah. Seemed... Like, that is what a losing team does. It's it's what a losing desperate team does. I didn't hate it, though, because our defense couldn't stop. It didn't matter if they got the ball at the 50 or the 25. I think they were going to score no matter what. I don't know. I would rather have seen how it played out. Ben V, last question. Evan, you answer this one. Is it fair to chalk up TJ Hawk as an underperformer for this tenure as the Lions? Or is that too early to declare? DJ Chark? TJ Hawkinson. TJ oh, Hawk. TJ Hawkinson. I thought you said <laughs> Could you imagine? I was like, uh, one Hawk. game. Wow. Underperformer. So yes. Far. He is in his career. Injuries, consistency, um, 
Now, granted, he has not had great quarterback play. That would be on his play. But also, you have to be held to the standard of where you get drafted. That's just how the NFL works. Standard is yeah. the standard. And in the, when you get drafted first round, I think, what, seventh or ninth overall? Seventh. Gronk. There's high Gronk. expectations. High expectations. Travis Kelsey. And, like, the NFL only has, like, three or four dudes at tight end that are like, yeah, these are the cream of the crop, and then it's, like, everyone else. I'd say and three there was right now. rumors and talks that he could just eventually take that leap, and he hasn't. He's, like, c- kind of complacent. I think he I just think tried to hurdle too many guys in his first couple of years. Yes, I'm not calling him a bust because he's still valuable no. to the team. I'm just saying he's hasn't lived up to the expectations. He's a bust for where he was drafted. Plain and simple. <laughs> I love you, Alex. When you just like, you know what? Top ten tight end, and he's not in a top ten in the league. Yeah, bust. Yeah, but if yes, 100 percent standard of where you're drafted is the standard. If we Jeff drafted Okuda, him in like, bust. if we draft, <laughs> if we drafted him in the third round, we'd be like, yeah, it's a great pickup. Like he looks yeah, good. 100. percent So it's not fair to him. It's his fault but, for being drafted that high. Right, right. Don't be draft an offensive I- player from Iowa. Everybody knows be wor- that. Be worse at Iowa. Well, George Kittle. Well, he never plays either, so. He does get hurt a lot. I count him as one of the three, though. I count Kelsey, Andrews, and Kittle as, like, the three. Maybe Darren Waller. Yeah. Need one more year. He's close. Yeah. Mark um, Andrews. Okay, very last thing. Sorry, I just wrote down. Aaron Glenn was just dialing up seven-man blitzes, and it was working. So that was stunning to watch. That's pretty cool. He just lined up seven guys on the line, and they all blitz. Usually one guy falls back to play middle of the field. Nope, all seven in the backfield, and it worked every time. So maybe see more of that. We move on to previews. We'll start now with U of M UConn because it's the worst game. Nothing to say about this football game. U of M minus 47 and a half versus UConn. Mm. One Pete, no noon kickoff. Sorry, um, I have done my homework on the announcer former guessing NFL game this coaches, week. Former NFL coaches coaching against each other. Yeah, Jim Mora, um, <laughs> basically said Harbaugh is the best coach ever in his pregame press conferences. Jesus Just, Christ! Given the classic, like the this team is so start. good. <laughs> Out of line. Sorry. Um, all right, Evan, you get you get one guess, and you get like. 15 seconds to guess on announcers this week. So Michigan UConn game. Can I get the channel on ABC? It's, it's on ABC. Dusty Dorvajack. <laughs> you get 15 seconds. Ooh, ooh, is it the guy Michigan State had week one Starting with the giant now. head? No, you can Andre, rattle off Andre names. Ware is the Friday. Those are the Friday night guys. You can rattle off names if you want, but then you have to... Saturday at noon and it's just a dog, another dog shit game. Yep. Five seconds. Just spell out a name. Oh, God. I don't know any names besides Dusty. That's like home to Alex and Ruin. Dave Passion, Dusty, Dorvacek, Tom Luganville. That's my guess. All right. Mm, Bob Wischusen and Roddy Jones. Bob Wischusen has to call this game. I feel so bad for him. He has great voice for football. Um... I only think I just I just want to see JJ play more. That's it. I want to make sure it translate Hawaii game. We just get to the bar when like they finally start like playing, and like Michigan had like just got the ball. I don't even know. There's probably like four or five minutes into the game. I don't even know if it's been that. Probably two minutes. 
I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, huh, they haven't even scored yet on Hawaii. As I'm, those words are coming out of my mouth. No joke, hand on the Bible. No joke. As those words are coming out of my mouth, JJ just throws the bomb on that first drive. And so I was like, oh, that was fast. I was like, well, I'll shut up. And I, that was probably like the end of like me at, like, I'll glance over there every now and then. But it's basically going to be the same thing. UConn's a little bit yeah. better than Hawaii. A little um, bit. Redemption tour for uh, UConn's quarterback, former Penn State quarterback, uh, Traquan uh, Roberson. Roberson uh, played in the Iowa game last year, threw like two interceptions and couldn't do anything. Oh, God. Was, now I remember him. He's he the quarterback awful. for UConn. Um, that was a top five matchup. People forget. Yes. I don't have any previews. I guess they would just say, can Cade repeat his perfect week from last week? Um, Cade? Do you mean JJ Evans? Sorry, Kate's way better than to be the starter. Yes, they do so bad. Uh, JJ, um, let's see if they can run the ball a little bit better or without JJ's legs. This will be the yeah. first Michigan game I'm half tuned into, so there's that. Um, oh, because of timing? Just because we've had a game. Now, a bad I guess I could, I could watch a little bit if I wanted to. I, I might just like flip to it occasionally. Once bad it's for you, Alex. Your guy, I don't believe him. I'm monitoring. I imagine they sit him if there's any risk. Donovan Edwards got banged up against Hawaii. Uh, so he's probably a scratch just because you're playing UConn. And then freshman CJ Stokes will play a little bit. I just I keep watching the defense, really, just because I feel good about the offense. I'm obviously going to watch it and hope JJ does well, but I'm going to watch the defense and hope they're still getting pressure and flying around. Yeah, I, I don't know another, if I'm going to be watching this game. I'm sorry. I, no, Listen, don't I'm not going to be watching this game. I'm just saying I might glance at it more than I have the last two games. I'll be dialed in to J.J. McCarthy. Um, Actually, no, I think I have the word Saturday, so I probably won't see this game. I'll probably watch it back. And Matthew loves ball. Unless you lose. No, I'll watch it back if they lose. That would be um, stunning. MSU Washington um, is on ABC. 730. Mark Jones. 730. RG3. You already know it? Yeah. We've yep. been speculating Dude, all week. I had this big bit, like, oh, this one's easy. Let's move on. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's Kirk. And I was going to make the classic, like, lack of a brand joke that they bumped it from Mark Jones and RG3. It is a joke that they did that. But it is kind of a joke because isn't the nine get get They're going to Isn't Miami, Texas A&M instead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I told you. Watch watch. Bumped team. We got bumped. And quick. Quint Kessinger, don't don't leave him off this three man crew. We're supposed to have Kirk. This is I just realized this, this is the first game you guys are gonna be watching on TV. This is huge for you guys. Yeah, Evan will be at a wedding. The announcer, so who effect. knows how like locked in Evan will be? Yeah, first game I will watch from the TV since the Pick since the me. Ohio State game. Well, it's oh. I'm sorry, guys. Predictions of Michigan UConn. Uh, fifty-two nothing. Um, fifty-two seven. Fifty-eight nine. Credit. Ew, uh, Evan. Why do you always give the worst numbers? They don't cover forty forty-nine three because they pulled JJ again. Forty-nine three. They don't cover again, Grant. Wow, team No, because then they they put in Kate in the third half. <laughs> Kate refuses to go in. Man, that would be a headliner. That'd be stunning. Grant, <laughs> awesome. I think you should lead with your Michigan State Washington preview. 
Well, the first thing is, is my brain struggles to say Penix instead of penis. So I struggle <laughs> with that all week leading up to the game. Um, it's just when I, see that, when I see that name, I just think of that. I have not watched a single second of Washington football. Been busy, haven't gotten to it, lack of prep, chop me all you want. So I just see the box score. I'm box score watching. Both teams have played booty teams. So it's hard to say what's going on. Now I know this Washington team is better than last year. The Washington team last year was a joke. They lost to an FCS team their first week of the season. They have Michael Penix, who can actually, like he's a wild card. He kind of reminds me of Talia Tyrovaloa, but he at least can make plays on the air in, in the ground. Um, I saw a picture of him. He looks absolutely yoked. He looks great. He wears a visor. He's going to pass the eye test instantly. He's going to look like Colin Kaepernick out there. I my my hater gut wants to think Washington can win this game, but my like brain says that it's Michael Penix. It's there's still remnants of the Washington team that Michigan stuffed in a phone booth last year, and when they actually face a real team, when Winman. When Mon is down Penix's throat, mm-hmm. f- <laughs> um, things can go bad. So that's my preview. <laughs> what a preview. <laughs> hey, wow. What a preview. Evan? Where are your guys' head? I'm I'll let Evan go first. Evan's negative, so I'll let Evan go first. Extremely nervous for this game. Yeah, Evan doesn't want Michigan State to be ranked in the top 25. We, already, we don't deserve wants this. Us it's to just lose. like last week. We don't deserve to be ranked. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Same shit every week. Extremely <laughs> nervous for this game. I Like, the Miami game, I was super nervous <laughs> last year, but I think I'm more and nervous drunk. for this game. Because there's no because, expectations. No, no, Alex. It's because I know what this quarter I'm going to get out of Penix Jr. from the quarterback play. He's in a better offensive scheme in Washington compared to Indiana. He's completing 70% of his passes. Yes, Alex. He's in the exact same offensive scheme as he was at Indiana with Kalen DeBoer, who is his head coach at Washington. His offensive coordinator is not the offensive coordinator at Washington. I'm just saying. Continue. It's, It's basically the same scheme. Tom... Tom Allen. Yes. Yeah. Indiana's His influence hate. is not in the hand of Washington right. like it was in right. Indiana. It's not a defensive mindset of team. Correct. This is a, I'm going to throw the ball 55 times a game. Don't I don't care about time of possession. I'm going to field distance. I don't care about all of that. Yeah. That's Put stats why it's on different. To, to hammer home your point, 66 attempts, 69.7% completion. 70%. Nice. Um. 183.5 QB rating, 341 yards per game, six tutties, one pick, zero sacks taken. Now, I'm not worried the about the They're playing game. nobody. I'm not, yeah, yes, they have played nobody. We haven't played anybody. So it's fair, split across. Just looking at the talent-wise, they don't have as much talent as they did last year, but still they can complete 70% of their passes whenever they ask to. Our secondary has struggled. Yeah. Even against Akron, they're starting quarterback yeah. nine for thirteen for one hundred and twenty some yards, one hundred and fifty some yards. He was moving the ball, moving up and down the field. The only reason we got away with it was turnovers. because of the turnovers. Hmm. If you can develop turnovers, and the secondary's got a hold. Now, the only difference Penix hasn't seen is our speed on the field compared to what he's used to from Michigan State. We have better pass speed rushers. Ben Van Summeren. 
our linebackers Flying around side to side. And I don't think they'll be able to run the ball as much. So it's just a matter if you can rattle panics. You got to get him to roll out to his right. You got to get him to get off platform and throw. To your running back point, it looks based on stats wise, again, blowouts, but it looks like they do kind of like a committee approach. They have four guys that have gotten at least 10 carries, top guy with 23, second guy with 18. So it's not like they have an absolute workhorse to work I'm about. extremely nervous for this game. I could see this going very bad. Especially very bad. like multiple point, like multiple possession loss. Like turning into like the Purdue, you lost by 10. You're needed to score the last possession just to attempt okay. an onside to get the ball back. Okay. It would. It is going to be loud be, in there. Nightmare would be if Giles Jackson is good because that guy we know is a punk. <laughs> he has two. Oh my gosh! I heard a very, very off the radar rumor about Giles Jackson over the weekend. What is it? I, I can't say it on the podcast. Oh no! All right, post show. Uh, he has one fumble, Alex, and he lost the fumble. Yeah, I, well, I thought, sorry, that's what I meant. But he got crushed yards, from behind on a kickoff. 63 yards a game. Their top guy averages 107 yards through the two games and three tutties, which is Jalen McMillan. Yeah. So, Alex, Captain Optimism, well, give us the Kool-Aid. So, I've watched both games as a, you know, national analyst here. Matthew loves ball. Not a backs. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Washington's not going to be able to run the ball. Um, okay, so that is a good point. Um, that they're already going to be one dimensional. Now you'll be like, well, I watched every team play Michigan State last year, throw the ball all over the field sixty five times a game. True, great point. Whoever would say that back? Um, Michigan State's pass rush is better. The corners look better. I'm not going to declare them better yet. Amir Speed is better than Marky Lowry getting thrown out there against Ohio State. No offense to you, Grant. Yeah, it was uncalled for. Um, so I think defensively, this team is better than last year. Leaps and bounds. It'll make a difference. Michael Penix, every Michigan State fan points to two years ago when he completed 20 passes in a row or three years ago <clears throat> against us. Still won that game. They lost. Um, so yes, Michael Penix has played well against us. He threw two picks against us in the COVID year. So he just did not scare me. I'm they not afraid of Michael Penix. Nothing, though. Well, yeah, we were like, Rocky Lombardi had the, some of the worst Michigan defense I've ever seen in my life. Um, so defensively, I think, yes, they're going to move the ball. They're going to score points. It's not going to be 52 to nothing, but I wouldn't, it's not like we're facing Ohio state last year or even Purdue. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I'm not. As worried as those two two games, offensively, I think um, we should be able to run the ball down their throats. They're pretty weak inside their corners. They had two first round corners. Um, they now have two FCS transfer corners that are hot garbage, to put it nicely. Kent State was beating them down the field, bl- um, blowing Kent by State's them several QB times. Looked nuts. Um, Kent State's State, a good team. I think they were in the. Championship game in the MAC last year. They, I think they were. They moved the ball really well. And Kent State they scored just, twenty. They just made dumb turnover mistakes. Um, Akron. So ultimately, it'll just come down to uh, Peyton Thorn. Um, if he plays better and is even remotely better than the last two games, I think Michigan State will win. 
and I'm not nearly as concerned as Evan. Um, some bad things. We have not won on the West Coast in a non-conference mm. game since like 1985. Mm. Granted, we haven't played that many, but we haven't won any. And uh, Big Ten teams in general going out West are like 1-12 in 12 in the last 13 games. Mm. That's why we canceled the UCLA game. You canceled so, that grant. Now tell your Michigan fans that you guys canceled it, not the other Michigan way canceled the UCLA. And also Michigan canceled the Washington game after COVID canceled it. They said we're not coming back out there. It was going to happen this year. And now you guys are out there. <laughs> Thank you. You're an honest man. Yeah. I The cupcake schedule is boring, but I like winning. Yeah, <laughs> I would, I'd take a cupcake right now. It's nice not to have a stressful um, Saturday. I know this about Washington. They, I think it's going to be hard for Michigan State to run against them. I would, I would say, just based on offensive line play, they did look good against Akron, but it's Akron. You just know Washington has going to have some big old Samoans that play the middle of. But their, they don't this year. They do what? have some Samoans, but they're Tula, not as Tala. They're not as big. They'll be one of those. They're he's not as have big. Like hair out the back. They're he's not Levi like Anzarekis. Four Bills. No, Levi's a freak. I'm talking about like some just big old boys. They're going to be like Vita Vey is going to be sitting there at nose. Like you're not running the ball. This is not a great defense. I'm this is not your father's Washington team? It, no. I mean, their corners are I mean, Alex, dog water. They're Fresno Thanks. State. You're saying they're Fresno State but in purple. If we played Fresno State right Tula, now, we'd Fita. murder them. Um, so guys, it's the debut of um second season oh. of people's favorite topic. Yes. I thought about trying to like change the categories this year, which I'd like to to make them more specific and funny, but for this game, I don't really feel like I have anything good. So I'm gonna give you five options and you'll pick one. Expecting a loss. Low key, think they could win. 50-50, must win, fire somebody on staff. Upon a loss. I'll go first. <laughs> um, I think this game is a must win. I think you need to remind the country that the Big Ten is better than the Pac-12. And a loss in this game, although on the road, would set us back at least a week. Set us. Yes, it would set us back. Right? The conference. Yes, it, oh, my bad. Must win. You're the better football team. You got to show the country why you're ranked the way you're ranked. You got to show that yeah. last year's not a fluke. And I hate losing. This is a must win. I'll be pissed if we lose. It's very mad. I would I'm be mad. pissed that we're going to lose, but I'm saying this is 50 50. That we're, we're going to lose. lose. Jesus Christ. No, I said I'd be pissed Get if Ryan we lose. Cadmus on this podcast. It's 50 50. Okay. You said if I, I'll be pissed we're going to lose. I'll be pissed okay, if we're going to lose. Okay. If we lose. The, if, the we gunner, lose, if we're going to lose, if we the lose, if we're still going less points than Washington, I'll be pissed. Okay, but I think this is 50-50. God, you've given Washington a lot of credit. 50-50 parentheses, not sure if Peyton figures it out. Everyone's 50, giving Washington so much credit. I don't get it. Must win parentheses, Big Ten, better. Alex, than all about they beat an play. FCS team, Evan. Packers basically an FCS team. Alex, it's all about your quarterback play. If you have a somewhat good quarterback. Yeah, well, I don't think Penix. Michael Penix is good, so there's that. Well, Peyton Thorne is actively working on his form because he's missing people. He said as much. That worries me going into a big game. Just don't Penix throw Key and Coleman and you'll complete 75% of your passes. 
You're Penix out is on completing Keon. 70. No, so. I'm not out on Keon. I'm just out on Keon and Payton's chemistry at the moment, as the stat I mentioned earlier. Must because every throw is a deep ball because Keon is like the DK Metcalf, just run a go route. That's all he's running. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's early in his career. I'm not saying he should be better. That's just what he runs. Um, prediction time. <sighs> Predict a loss, Evan. Be right on brand tw- for you. 24 23 Spartans. Jesus. Criminy. It's close. What? It's close yeah, game. it's good. It's like a tiny spread. All right, Evan. Drop that fat L on the table. I'm saying. Drop it. 33 to 29. Michigan State. Wow. Wow. 34 23. Michigan State. Wow. Spartans in a sweep. Hammer the Huskies money line. If all three of us picked it. Plus, well, Michigan State last year. Dude. Last year, all three of us like taking the teams we liked worked out pretty well because they had phenomenal years. I think you guys both took Miami. I did take Miami. I did take Miami. I there did was... not. Right, because you drink the Kool-Aid. You drink national analysts. <laughs> no, really Tucker good at picking football. I'm into those blog posts, so they said we could do it down there. <laughs> Mel Tucker wipes his sweat in a cup and you drink it. I'm really good at picking football games. College <laughs> football games. Kobe. Would like a word, Evan. You are <laughs> defending bottom. champion. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. You are bottom three in defending the right champion. Now. Dude, it was a rough week for Cormick. Cormick went like zero for nine. He doesn't even know to what he's start. Doing. I think he finished two of eleven. You hear that? He doesn't even know what he's doing. Because I know ball. You should always talk that close to the mic, Evan. It's really yeah. Cool. yeah. Really, really crisp. Lions commanders quickly. Lions Commanders and f- first time the Lions are favored in 24 games. <laughs> That's crazy. Must win um, football game for the Detroit Lions. I know we're not doing the meter, but that is a must win game. Must no, win. I'm, comfor- I'm comfortable doing the meter. The meter does two graphics. I'm not putting Michigan UConn on there. It's a must win for the Lions. Must win Carson football Wentz game. Beats the Lions. That means Carson Wentz is better than Jared Goff. And that Confirmed. means I was right. I'm the only oh, Carson Wentz supporter on this podcast. I did last year several times. Well, the good thing for us, Evan and I, bad thing for you, is Carson threw four touchdowns in the first week. No chance that guy has another performance like that in his bag. He is not that guy. He is not him. I would expect is he's more likely to four, throw four picks and four touchdowns in this game. Lions by 10. We're back. By 10. 30 to 20. Well, I was going to say 31-21, so I'm also all in on the Lions beating Come down on. the Commanders. I'm and if they don't slop fest, I'm, I'm going, tuning out. I'm going 2017, game-winning field goal regulation. Evan, we just Cyber? put up 35 points against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to put up 20 against the Commanders. I just said it's going to be a slop fest, so yes. The Commanders. Hutchinson, get the strip sack on Carson Wentz. I cannot wait. <laughs> Okuda picks him off as well. We have to win this game because Justin Jefferson is going to have 400 yards receiving against Jeff Okuda next week. Here's my message. What did you just say? (laughs) You heard me. No, I just heard a bunch of yards against Okuda. Justin Jefferson is going to have 400 yards receiving against Jeff Okuda next week. So you need to win this football game before that. I think Amani is going to draw that assignment. At least I hope so. Well, then 550 yards for Justin Jefferson. My message to the Detroit Lions. Based on the, how things shake out this week, I will be sitting down on my couch 
my new wings in hand watching this game from start to finish. So you better put on a performance. It's the first time in a couple of years I've been able to sit down and watch a full-length Lions football game, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to write my notes as I do it, and you better perform. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I watched Lions-Packers Monday Night Football, and that was sweet for a little bit. Jared Goff had the drive of his life, hit Cephas, then hit a dot to TJ Hawkinson. We were back. Then we got blown out. But it was a game for a while. It's a must Go win. Lions. <laughs> That was weird. Definitely used to do that in the dorm room. (laughs) Oh, Michael Penix. Michael Michael. You think anyone will adopt the whole practice situation where you give Bob the blowhorn and you just tell him the two-minute drill? They have to. You haven't ended the podcast yet. No. At Shot of MS. (laughs) Everywhere. Everywhere. Any social media platform at Shot of MS. Or you can listen to the show, not everywhere. Only the three main platforms, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. I think we're a Spotify-heavy audience from the numbers from that one Google form we did. Um, so I guess go Spotify uh, if, that's, if that uh, floats your boat. Please like, subscribe, leave a review. Subscribe, unsubscribe. That's what part of my take tells people to do. Uh, seems to work out for them. So just keep doing that. Share it with a friend. Talk about it. Be in the comment section. Say egregious things. See if we respond. I don't really care. Just interact. Um, even if you don't like the show and don't want to listen, listen to it on mute on two times speed. It still counts as a play. So with all that being said, cheers, cheers. to episode 88. I'm going to drink the melting of this ice cube. Cheers. Cheers to Adrian Week. Big time showdown Friday night. In mm. Indian Stadium. And cheers to the wedding season Saturday. Let's have a weekend. Cheers, cheers to Drew's family season. celebration. Let's do this That's damn beautiful. thing. Uh, cheers to Adrian Week. Fun fact, when we played football, because the rivalry was so intense, Andrew uh, refused to step foot in the city of Adrian on rivalry week. That's not true. That's for his the mom. Team. His mom told my dad that. That is for the, game, the team. At the game. That is real, Alex. You have to leave that on the pod. <laughs> I'll just bleep out the last name. But yeah, that's true. All right. So and also, I'm last done. thing. This is it. No, the podcast is look, over. Look how big this ice cube is. I bought a legit tray. Oh, that's true. You want us to get excited about a piece of I ice. I respect it. It's a nice that's cube. Good. But like that's I mean, been it's in a there good since. good cube, yeah. That's been in there for two hours and it's still that size. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like one of those big squares you put in like just a Manhattan Are you drunk? Drink. No. A little sleep delirious. Delirious.